Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. This podcast is presented by the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation and hosted by our CEO, Jamie Irvin. At the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation, we work with manufacturers, distributors, and repair shops who want to grow their business. Do you have a problem that you would like some help with? We have developed fault codes for heavy duty parts businesses, just like they have for commercial trucks. Find out how many fault codes your business has and how you stack up against dozens of other heavy-duty parts businesses. Head to heavydutyconsulting.com and schedule a meeting with us today. All right, let's start this episode. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the show where you get expert advice about the heavy-duty parts you buy and sell and keep you informed about what's happening in the industry. We have another great giveaway for you. We're giving away a set of four hubcaps. Now, these hubcaps aren't the kind of hubcaps you might be thinking. These hubcaps cut masking time by 90% and protects the hubs from primer and paint overspray. They're reusable each time you paint a rim, eco-friendly, and made of a recycled plastic that is virtually indestructible. They can be used on 22.5 and 24.5-inch rims for the rear hubs. Go to heavydutypartsreport.com slash giveaways to enter the contest. It only takes five seconds to enter. Go to heavydutypartsreport.com slash giveaways. Contest ends October 23rd, 2020. Maintenance is one of the most important parts of lowering your cost per mile. When you have to replace parts, you should always use high quality parts, but sometimes you don't have to replace parts at all. In this episode, I would like to introduce you to Aaron Downer, CEO of Transport Maintenance Products. Aaron, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Jamie. I'm really glad that you're here. Now, your company has invented several solutions for the trucking industry, which we're going to talk about those solutions in a minute. But before we do that, I'd just like to know, where does the innovation come from at your company? Well, I grew up in a trucking family. My father and my uncles were all truck drivers. But at a very young age, before my teen years, I was washing, polishing, waxing these trucks. So I kind of got a knack for that. And to this day, I look at a commercial vehicle and say, what can I do to improve this, both in safety and appearance? So that's kind of the, the, the catalyst for how I come up with new innovations. And of course, I file the patent, wait for that, do a lot of R&D, a lot of prototyping, do a lot of testing, and I beat the heck out of things. I mean, if it's not good enough for me, I don't want to sell it. So it, it has to be durable for the shop. So obviously, with your background with the, uh, the family in the business, I mean, that gave you a great foundation. I'd like you to tell us the story, again, before we go into actually describing the, the products and the solutions, I'd like you to tell us the story of kind of what alerted you to the problem of DOT compliance with RIMS, and like, how did that all start to formulate in your mind? Well, it really started on the detailing side, but, you know, my father had a fleet of trucks, and I was uh, the guy working in the shop, very young age, and of course, I'd be washing, steam cleaning, polishing the aluminum wheels and tanks, or painting the steel wheels, and you know, you've got this dirty vehicle in front of you, make it look clean. Or in my case, what inspired tire mask, I was 17 years old. This goes back 30 years. And uh, I had five trucks to do over the weekend. There was no fun for Aaron. It was work till midnight or, or later. And my father said, here, here's your supplies. You got some paint, some primer, some sandpaper, some tape, get to work. I said, where are the maskers? He said, what maskers? The next day I went to my local truck parts store. I said, I need a masker for the tire, the rim, and the hub, and the answer was no, no, and no. I said, why not? Because it doesn't exist. So I went on a mission to start prototyping and uh, spent many years in development. 
But long story short, it started on the appearance side. Then I had DOT officers and different truck drivers and fleets. They said, hey, we like the fresh painted wheel look because we can easily identify cracks in the wheels. You can't really see a crack that easily when the wheel is rusty. You have a fresh painted wheel that's already DOT spec. You're running down the road. You do your pre-trip inspection. If you've got a fresh coat of paint, you can see a crack between the lug. Okay? If it's rusty, you're not going to see that as easily. So, again, it's appearance yet it's safety at the same time. Kind of killing two birds with the same stone. Yeah, that's really interesting. So in a lot of cases, great ideas come from necessity, but then they prove to be great because it's more than just that. There's also, like you said, in this case, there's the safety side of it, the ability to make it easier to identify problems. So when there's like a crack like that, what is the recommended way of taking care of that? I mean, obviously the truck isn't going to go out. No, but a lot of times you won't see the crack until you're rolling down the road. They don't crack sitting in the yard. They crack going down the highway. And cracking comes from overuse, extra heavy loads, over-torquing, under-torquing. For example, you want to torque the lug nuts to DOT spec, which might be 450 foot-pounds on a steel wheel. You put a new aluminum wheel on, you've got to retorque that thing at 100 miles because it'll, it'll seat itself and back off. So wheel maintenance, uh, lug torque, if you torque too much, you're going to stretch the studs, and that's going to cause some cracking. So if you start with a clean wheel, at least you know what you're looking at. So with the tire mask, let's talk about the actual product now. This allows people to restore those wheels, in essence, the appearance of them in a much more efficient way. So walk me through the process. Walk me through the product. Okay. Prior to tire mask, the only option you had for painting your wheels was sitting around with a roll of two-inch tape, taping these straight edges around the tire. It's cumbersome, tedious, it took a long time, you could never get around an edge because you're using straight edge tape. And forget about using cardboard because that's not going to do the job for you either. You need some contours. So I set out with a group of engineers to design these things to fit a standard truck wheel between the rim, uh, the lip of the rim, and the beat of the tire, and get these as close as possible. Now, masking itself is an imperfect art, right? So tire masks are flexible, they're reusable. You can use them 20 times each. Ends up being about a dollar per use, extremely affordable. And we're not talking just a scuff and shoot here. I mean, you're breaking down the surface with abrasives, you're using chemicals, good wax and grease cleaner, uh, a primer sealer, and three good coats of paint. You know, high solids, uh, aerosols are great these days because they're high solids, they're designed for trucks, and you can shoot them upside down to get the underside of that rim, underside of the hub. When it comes to lug nuts, and I hear this from fleet owners and drivers almost every week, well, we don't need tire masks, we run aluminum rims. And I say, yes, your aluminum rims look great. However, your hubs, your lugs, and your axle, that's painted steel. Okay, that's not aluminum at all. And those flake and they scuff and they rust. So you'll use a rim shield. It's got the 10 lug nut holes, standard offset, hub pilot, flange lug. We make that in 22.5 and 24.5. And as for the tire masters, we run a gamut all the popular sizes. 17.5, 19.5, 22.5, and 24.5. So you really have something for everyone, trucks, buses, trailers, aluminum, steel. At some point, every wheel out there needs to be repainted, especially at the point of resale or during fleet life. Yeah, when I was watching the video, and we're going to be showing some clips here as we talk, but when I first saw the process and the steel wheel was being painted, and I saw them paint over top of the lugs and over top of the hubcap, and I was like, oh man, how is that supposed to work? And then I got to see the next phase of it where you actually then went and painted over top of that 
And that got the lugs, it got the hub, it got the axle. And man, does the finished product ever look good. So that was one of my questions is that steel and aluminum, you've got a solution for both. Exactly. That rim shield, especially use that on the front and the rear wheels, the 10 standard lug that holds, flange lug, hub pilot, right? And you can use those for painting on the aluminum rims because the rims themselves are being covered up. You're just painting the steel hubs and lugs in the axle. And uh, it ends up really cutting all your time because there's nothing else that shape. And honestly, because I own the patents on these, I have an obligation to get these out to the industry. Okay, I never, I, I never planned on starting a business. I, was, I just wanted a solution for myself. I got tired of masking painting wheels. I figured since 1989, I painted maybe 2,000 wheels. Some men and women do that in a year. Okay, this is going way back. But I, I stayed the course and eventually figured out how to get the right engineers, all made in America, North America. And uh, just find the right team of people and get these things put together. And we box them up and sell them every single day. We do ship around the world. But our, the, our core audience is in North America because we know it fits those wheels. I really like the word that you used, obligation. Because I think when you set out to solve a real problem and you have, uh, there's an economic downside to failing to solve that problem. And there's an upside to solving it. And so I love that you use the word obligation and you feel personally obligated to assist the industry to make this more efficient, this whole process. This is going to save real time, real money. And uh, also there's that safety component. So really good for you. Thank you. You know, I mean, these really do cut your labor time by 90%. I'm not kidding. I mean, once we got the, the prototypes dialed in, I'm like, whoa, I can't wait to show these to my dad and my uncles. You know, I kind of kept things private, kept it in the closet for a couple decades, really. I was out on the road. I owned some tour buses. I was in the music industry, running the MTV and VH1 circuits. I owned seven coaches as a professional drummer. So I was trapped on the road. It's hard to get in the music business. And once you're in, it takes a few years to get out of it. And I finally sold my last pre-able coach. And it's about 2012. And I decided, okay, time to go with this tire mask thing. I had in my back pocket since I was 17 years old. By then, I was in my late 30s. But as they say, good things are worth waiting for. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin. We've been speaking with Aaron Downer, CEO of Transport Maintenance Products. Now, Aaron, you've also created other products. I'd like to talk to you about Tough Deck. Now, before we get into the actual product, again, I want to focus on the problem. What problem are you solving with this product? Well, again, going back to my knack for detailing, you know, I'd stand back and look at a vehicle. How can I make this safer and how can I make it visually more appealing, more attractive? make it look nice. And I noticed back when I was painting frames and rims and polishing, I was always replacing deck plates, fenders, butt flaps, bumpers, smokestacks, but deck plates. There's no other option for deck plates out there. Your typical deck plate is made of thin aluminum. It's lightweight. They're durable to some extent, but there's a lot of flex to them, but there's a brittleness to aluminum. And typically these are riveted together. There's so much vibration on the back of a truck frame, Jamie, as you know, these things rattle themselves to death without a load on them, okay? The deck plate needs to hold some weight, so I engineered the top deck out of a single injection-molded piece of plastic, okay? And that's engineered to hold at least 1,000 pounds. And you're never going to have a 1,000-pound driver on the back of a truck if you do. Something's wrong, but, uh, yeah, we designed these to flex with the frame. They're pretty durable. They're pretty rigid. They're lightweight. They weigh about 18 and a half pounds. And with the top deck, we're actually operating as in fleet colors. 
if you order in bulk, you can get any, pretty much any color in the rainbow, including military colors. So again, it's something different, something better. It should last the life of at least two aluminum deck plates. And you're not having to pay a mechanic to do the labor changeover. If you ever had to cut off an old deck plate, you're not taking the nuts and bolts off. You're torching them off or you're using a cutoff wheel because those nuts and bolts get rusted in place. So if this problem with the decking isn't addressed, what happens? Oh, you got metal pieces flying off the truck, potential DOT fines. The driver could walk up the steps on the, onto the catwalk and trip over it. N- nothing good comes out of having a broken deck plate. That's why I went out to solve that problem with the tough deck. You know, these are a little, these are a little taller than the, the standard low-profile aluminum decks these days. But there's nothing. If you're under six foot tall, it doesn't hurt to have a couple extra inches when you're washing smokestacks or servicing your reefer unit. You know, I, I say step up to a tough deck. I like it. So really, what I heard you say, I mean, if you've got pieces flying off your truck, there's some liability there. There's the fine. Someone could get injured. Start to think about the economic impact of failing to solve that problem. It could be substantial for something that's relatively small. Absolutely. In the good old days, 50 years ago, the deck plates were made of a heavy steel. You'd have a 30, 40 pound deck plate on the back. So you're cutting your weight. And 20 pounds itself isn't that big of a deal, but you put on some poly fenders put on a poly bumper, change your, your rims out to aluminum or whatnot. Before you know it, you just cut a thousand pounds off your vehicle. Well, you put that payload back in the trailer and you're making money from every pound that you cut off that vehicle. Yeah. And that is what we've got to look at is the total cost versus just looking at the individual cost of replacing one part or one component. I like what you also said is if this tough deck lasts the life cycle of maybe two of the aluminum plates, Think about the labor in between. You're cutting out one of those labor cycles. And as we all know, labor really is more cost than the part most of the time. Yeah. And not only are you getting zapped with the labor, but you're getting zapped with the labor minimum rate. An hour, two hours sometimes, you know, a hundred bucks an hour or more to change one deck plate because it's rusted in place with the old machine screws that they use. We use a bolt. So you've got a bigger fastener on there, but it's easier to remove if you ever need to do that. And these things are actually quite modular. If you look at some of the pictures on the website and the videos, you can bolt the decks together. There's a channel on the underside perimeter you can use uh, as a lighting harness and put some chicken lights on the outside. This has never been done before, but you can put rope light underneath that channel, right? And then just have holes drilled, just drill your own symmetrical holes so the light emanates through the sides of the top of the deck. We've got a stainless steel trim kit that we offer. Because if you look at all the trucks now, black really is a new chrome in the last five, six, seven years. There's no longer a stainless mirror on a truck. That's normally a black mounted handle and a black mirror or a black mirror mount with, let's say, a chrome head. Same as your hood louvers, vents, door handles. Black or black and chrome. So it really accessorizes nicely with what the OEMs are putting out right now. And there's never been a black poly deck plate before. These are the first and only deck plates on the market. So I really appreciate that you are focused on the industry. You're trying to make things better. You're trying to make things more safe and efficient for people who need it, the truck drivers, the fleets. If you could leave the audience with one thought about commercial truck maintenance, what's the one thing you want people to remember? That's a good question. You know, in addition to your scheduled maintenance, I would really have to say, always do your pre-trip inspections. You know, Jamie, if you think about it, they say an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. That goes a long way. 
You've been listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and we've been speaking with Aaron Downer, CEO of Transport Maintenance Products. To learn more, you can go to tiremass.com and toughdeck.net. Links are in the show notes. Aaron, thank you for being on the Heavy Duty Parts Report. Thanks for having me, Jamie. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and i just like to remind everyone to focus on cost per mile and... Let's keep those trucks and trailers rolling. HCA Truck Pride is the heart of the Independent Parts and Service Channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada. Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride and let the heart of the independent service channel take care of your commercial equipment.